everybody. How are you doing? It's Christine Blasdale and coming at you on the five year anniversary of Out of the Box with Christine. It's so good to be here. And, you know, it's actually awesome to have the show celebrating five years because we've covered so many different things throughout <laughs> throughout the shows. But I wanted to come on live today because this is going to be my very first time doing a live podcast show and anything can happen. Um, I'm going to be hopefully sharing some past shows with you and to get it started, I want to share something with you and I'm hoping that the sound works. But before we bring people on, I know uh, some folks are starting to come in through the Zoom link. But before we do, I thought I would set the tone with Mrs. Kasha Davis, who if you haven't seen the video that she created for me on Cameo, um, I think you're going to really enjoy it. And I know I did. I got a great kick out of it. So I'm going to try to do that right now. Hi, Christine. It's me, Mrs. Kasha Davis from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 7 and a basement somewhere out of the suburbs of Rochester, New York. And I just got this fabulous message from you that you are celebrating the fifth year of podcasting woo, with Out of the Box with Christine, Out of the Box with Christine, Out of the Box, Out of the Box, Out of the Box with Christine. <laughs> well, I have to say I would be honored to be a guest on your podcast here. You're inviting me and I would appreciate a nice, nice hot cup of tea while we chat. Let's spill the tea, Christine. Let's talk about things and such and podcast conversations together. Well, I know that this is a momentous occasion having a podcast that lasts even more than 10 minutes. So you must be interesting if you made it go for five years. You know, anything worth doing must be done with passion. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. I was like, anything worth doing, train goes through station. Honestly, I wish you all the best, and I hope it's fantastic, and I'd love to hear from you soon. Give me a massage on FacePlace or Twitter or InstaSnatch, and we can chit-chat about making it happen, girl. Mwah! There's always time for Out of the Box with Christine. That was Mrs. Kasha Davis from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 7. And I just wanted to start the, um, the show off with that. to Because uh, <laughs> I love her. I absolutely love her. And we're going to be hopefully... I'm going to be getting her on the show soon. We're going to be recording a full episode and, of course, talking about RuPaul's Drag Race, but talking about so many other things as well. And I see that there's folks coming in, so um, I'm inviting you if you're a fan of the show. We've been on for five years, so we've covered a lot. Um, I have like a whole laundry list of guests that we've had on. And I'll go over some of those. I know I've had Roseanne Barr. That's one, been one of my most popular shows um, on the election of Trump. She was quite excited. <laughs> um, but I've also had a master uh, interview with a master narcissist. We'll get into that. And actually, I will play a clip 
from one of the most popular shows that I've had over the five years that I've gotten so many hits on YouTube and so many comments on. But we are celebrating five years today, five years. I'm five years old with the podcast, and we're going to see who's waiting in, in store for you. These are going to either be fans of the show who want to come on and say what their favorite episode was or is, and also we're going to invite some past guests that we have on. I'm going to be taking them, hopefully I'll be taking them one by one and bringing them on. And first off, let's bring in, because I know she's been waiting, let's bring in Barbara Savin. Oh, there it is. There you are. <laughs> Hi, Barbara. Oh, oh, I lost you now. Um, here. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Mercury, you know, Mercury at, retrograde. <laughs> at this age, I'm lucky I could even do the computer. <laughs> You're doing so much. So welcome to, the, welcome to the five-year anniversary show of yeah. Out of the Box with Christine. Uh, I know I've had you on, well, we, we, I think I've had you on a couple times, but I know you're a member of the boot camp, boss, mm-hmm. boss AF boot camp. I won't say the bad word, boss <laughs> AF boot camp. And you've been such a wonderful supporter of, of mine throughout everything. But um, I, I just thank you for coming on this very special, momentous occasion. Five years. It's been five years. Wow. It's crazy, isn't it? It's five years. I know. I know. I, Who knew? I mean, we, we've known each other, what, about, about eight years? Yeah. Exactly. A long time. Yeah. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank you, darling. <laughs> Everything you. you do is absolutely amazing. And, and uh, you've helped me so much with the online, you know, with Zoom and uh, uh, everything else that you've taught us, especially with the boot camp. Um, and you've given me the confidence to have a radio show and soon the podcast which i will need your help <laughs> i can't wait for you i can't wait for your podcast because i, can't I know it's going to be really amazing and for folks that don't know um barbara Savin is a master reiki healer she's an author and uh she's also a, a certified hypnotherapist and she's so talented and she has such a beautiful gift to give the world that you know, and she has a practice, a private practice in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, well, Northern uh, uh, Ventura West County, Westlake. Uh-huh. But um, she can only reach so many people. So the fact that she's going to be launching her podcast and she had it all, you have it all within you. You just needed that little bit of that uh, push and also that confidence that you're, you know, yeah. but you're, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait either. I mean, you've helped me. You have no idea how much you've helped me. Oh, thank you. And um, I look forward to more days and months and years of you continuing to help me. So um, (laughs) long time, you got me forever. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a wonderful thing to have, is to have Mm -hmm. you forever. I love you so much, and thank you for coming Mm on. Uh, What I'll do is, too, is every past guest that comes on during this 
five-year anniversary show, I'll make sure that in the show notes, we'll put the link to that actual interview. And for us, it's been a couple of years, uh, way back, but I'll put a link to that so that they can watch it and also get all your information. And why don't you throw out uh, any website that you want to give, get, promote yourself. It's okay. Oh, oh, well, you know, that's hard for me to do, but it's all right. <laughs> well, they can visit me at motivateyourlife.net. And uh, I recently just did an energy protection of, in these challenging times, an online course. So they can find that on my website, motivateyourlife.net. Uh, they can also go to healthylife.net uh, radio show and find me uh, once a month on Tuesday in the specialty series uh, under Motivate Your Life with Barbara Saban. Beautiful. So it's, good. it's all good. Thanks to you. And I have to, and, and I'll, I'll be, I'll testify that Barbara is a wonderful host because we flipped the script a little bit and she got to interview me on her show, which reached hundreds of thousands of people. And it was just lovely to, it was really a full circle. It was so lovely to be a guest on your show. So thank, thank you, you so much. And um, I'll include the links uh, to what, what you just said. I'll include that in the show notes so people can check you out and uh, take a look at the course that you have, but um, all the work that you do. And it's so amazing. And when you have the podcast, when you're ready, and I'll be working with you on this, but when you're ready to launch it, we'll have you back on. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. The podcast will have a lot of, uh, I'll be talking about, you know, stress, anxiety. I'll give them tips to motivate themselves, uh, how to find your authentic self, uh, be the best that you can be. It, it'll, I'm looking to do a weekly podcast show because I have so much information yes. that I need to get out there that I feel weekly would be the ideal. I got a good hit do. on that. I got a very good hit on that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't do a weekly show. I, know. <laughs> I started off when I, the first two years that I did the podcast show. So from 2016 and 2017, I did a weekly podcast show and I had a full-time job and I, I, it was difficult for me because I, it was, I, I had to do it when I could. Um, but I had put in the introduction, each and every week we'll be bringing you the best in transformational <laughs> wellness. Uh, <laughs> you know, now I just say, you know what? <laughs> well, I hope to do it. Like, I'll get it out there probably, when I can. Yeah. I know. I'm probably um, taxing myself a little bit, but I, I think I'll be able to do it. I, I'll set it on the side and I'll just stay focused and just go for it. Oh, I wish you all the best of luck and I'll talk to you Thank soon. You. Okay. We'll get, we'll get you, you. going on I that love podcast. You. <laughs> I love you too, Barbara. All right, honey. All Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. Okay. So who else do we have waiting in the, let's see, I'm going to just put her in the waiting room. We've got people waiting here. Uh, oh, I got Fiona. I got two Fionas, so let's see. I'll admit all here because I don't know how many Fiona Browns we've got. There we go. Um, and and so so you were kind of a newbie to Out of the Box with Christine, but tell our wonderful listeners and viewers how your experience was on the show. It was easy, Christine. It was very easy. Easy to have a conversation with you and a conversation that went off in, in tangents that felt really right. So it wasn't about being scripted and being, you know, trying to talk about what we wanted to talk about. It was really tuning in and tapping into the energy of the conversation and going where it needed to go. 
And I'd, I'd love to speak like that. And that's, and that's, I think, a surprise for some of the guests that I have on. I, I mean, I talk to people. It's really, it's called the, the podcast for conscious folk, um, but I'm changing, I'm going to be changing that to a little bit more towards the entrepreneur. But when I have people that don't know me or don't know the show very well, and I invite them on, they are expecting a really scripted, uh, you know, do you have questions? I Well, when I did the interview with the master narcissist, of course, a narcissist wants control. So they're like, um, could you please send me those questions beforehand so that I could take a look at them? And I'm like, no. <laughs> the whole idea is that it's very freeform and we talk about what comes up. And I find as a podcaster in general and as a coach of podcasters, I try to tell them, okay, you can have a general outline of what you'd like to cover, but realize that at any moment, you're going to have to throw that out the window and go with what your guest says. And we did have a, we had a really beautiful conversation. Um, well, yeah, and, yeah. and I was asking people that, uh, that have been on the show, what has happened since, since they've been on, because they, most people they've been on like four years ago or five years ago, you were only on a couple of weeks ago. So what's happened in a couple of weeks? What's happened for you? Uh, so what's happened is I've been um, asked to be on another podcast, which I will be on Thursday night, which is exciting. Beautiful. I've been asked to speak at uh, an International Women's Day breakfast, uh, which will be really exciting. And it was great. It was with the Mudgee Chamber of Commerce. It's a town where I used to live in the country. They were hoping to get 60 women. They sold out within the week and they have a waiting list and they've asked if um, we can present at lunchtime as well. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that I'm also uh, hosting a manifesting workshop this Sunday, which will be lots and lots of fun. And so, I'll be there because I know I like you will be. <laughs> I'm a manifesting magician, <laughs> but you know, I, I like to learn more. <laughs> that's the thing, you know. We manifest every second of every day. The trick is doing it deliberately. And doing yeah. it in a way that gets you what you want, not what you don't want. <laughs> and yeah. I've learned, too, to be very specific on uh -huh. what you want. Uh, I had an idea of what I wanted in another in my special human that I thought never existed. But I did make a wish list to God. And I said, I want, you know, this, this. Oh, yeah, they got to be funny. Um, you know, of course, beautiful would be great. Um, all these things. And I forgot to say geographically you know, like close to me. So I got exactly what I wanted, but she lived 7,000 miles away, but it all worked out because I'm, I'm with her now, but yeah, you got to be very specific. <laughs> yes. But you, and you were, you were very specific with the values and the character and all of those things that you wanted, but you weren't specific as in, I want this woman. And that's where we need to leave it up to the universe because that's, who knows what's yes. best for us. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. amen sister amen and, and, and the universe gives us the all better <laughs> <laughs> i know i know and it's it's oh, like you're right it's leaving it up and it's saying you know what i'm my energy and my vibration is tuning into this and it will match someone and who like who knew it would be someone's like i said seven thousand miles away who knew nobody we, we weren't we had no connections no 
friends yeah. that were, you know, that we knew together, but that's what it was meant to be as well. Um, so, uh, because this is going to go on the audio podcast through Spotify and Apple and people are going to, uh, uh, hear you, but it's also going to go on YouTube. Why don't you let us know if there's a, uh, website or a link that you want people to go to and I'll make sure too that the show that we did will be listed in the show notes as well what's what okay. where do you want to send people so my business is utopia well-being and that you is y-o-u because that's who I help yes. so y-o-u-t-o-p-i-a wellbeing.com.au because I'm an Aussie <laughs> and I, I am now have, too <laughs> yeah I also have a Facebook page by the same name. Utopia. Yeah. Utopia. Utopia Wellbeing. Utopia Wellbeing. Links will be in the show notes. And thank you, darling, for coming on on oh, the fifth anniversary. What Happy is that? Birthday! Ah, yeah. <laughs> have a awesome <laughs> Thank you, darling. Um, I've got to go and have a great time, and I will see you someday. <laughs> thank you so much, love. Thank, thank you. you. That's Fiona Brown, and we're gonna have links to her private, her previous show, and also links to her website, so you can find out more. Thank you, darling. Thank you, Fiona. Mwah. Thank you, Christine. Bye, Bye love. Bye. Oh, this is just like, this is like, this is your life type thing. Um, I've had so many wonderful experiences in these five years, and I've met really master teachers in so many different realms, master teachers that are in spirituality and personal development, but also master teachers with humans, uh, human beings that have uh, gone through a lot and suffered greatly, but they're sharing their story on my podcast show and reaching others and telling other people about resilience and about um, their experience and connecting with people all around the world. So thank you so very much. We're going to go now to one of my most um, popular shows. Uh, this was a three-part series, and it was called An Interview with a Master Narcissist. So if it sounds a little similar to an interview with a vampire, that's on purpose. This is with H.G. Tudor, and we're going to hear just a little clip. Now, this is one of the very first, um, really one of the very first uh, podcast episodes that I did. And we didn't have Zoom. Um, I wasn't able to get H.G. on camera because H.G., uh, that's not his real name. H.G. Tudor is his pen name, and he remains anonymous. He wants to remain anonymous. Um, for many reasons, but he is a master narcissist. And I guess part of his redemption through his blogs and also through doing this three-part series with me is part of his redemption is telling people that might be in a relationship with a narcissist or might uh, encounter a narcissist about the traits that they have and why they need to run, <laughs> why they need to leave, why they need to flee, why they need to disengage completely. And in this clip uh, that I'm going to share with you, he talks a little bit uh, not only about what fuels a narcissist, but I find this really important. And this is what I do in, in the interviews that I have, is that from time to time, a guest will open up 
and become vulnerable. And for a narcissist, especially a master narcissist, an elite master narcissist, and there's different levels of narcissism, as you may or may not know, but for someone who is um, who has been psychologically rated and tested at this level, uh, we tend to know that hurt people or people who have been hurt will hurt other people. And so this is a point in the interview where HG sort of pulls back the curtain a little bit and expresses a little bit about why he was, why he became a narcissist or how he was created. Because I do believe when we're born into this world, we're not born evil. We're born full of potential and possibilities. And it's how we are treated and how uh, those things in early, early childhood affect us, affect our brain, affect our heart space, our wellness. And so uh, I wanted to share this with you because it was a very, very powerful moment on the show and something that I didn't expect especially from HG, who likes to, if you know anything about narcissists, they like to be in control. They want to be in control of their emotion. They do not want any vulnerability. To be vulnerable is to be exposed, and to be vulnerable is to not have control. And so this is a moment where he actually um, let us in a little bit deeper. And this is the beautiful thing about podcasting and something that I have treasured for so many years is that I get to know people on a very intimate level. And if I can make them feel safe and comfortable enough, they will share with my listeners and my viewers on, on YouTube, they will share really important information and revelations that they've had. And maybe just maybe that can help someone that listens or someone that is the, someone has shared the video with them um, and it can help them. I've had more feedback and more views on the Master Narcissist series. There's three of them. Uh, I've had more view. I, one of them is close. It's probably close to 300,000 views on YouTube. The next one is probably close to 100,000 views. This says a lot about society, but this also tells you a little bit about the early days of Out of the Box with Christine, where I had no real video. Uh, this is just a slideshow on YouTube. And even though it's just a slideshow, the, the power is in the interview itself. And uh, I wanted to share this with you because this is a really important uh, aspect of the five years of out of the box with Christine. So we're going to play a clip. Uh, it's just a few minutes, and I just wanted you to to hear this and realize, uh, well, and see why I love doing what I do. I love creating the podcast. I love doing the interviews. I love teaching other people how to do what I do. I love the art of the interview. I, I, I love helping people, and this is the best way that I can do it through my own podcast show. So in celebration of the fifth anniversary of Out of the Box with Christine, we're going to go do a little bit of a flashback. It's not Flashback Friday, but a little bit of a rewind. 
And we're going to go back and listen to my interview with H.G. Tudor, who is a not only a self-proclaimed master narcissist, but he's also been clinically diagnosed. And right now his mission is to help others get out of narcissistic relationships. And there's a little bit of redemption for him. And he feels good. <laughs> it's the ego as well. But um, I want you to take a listen to that. So here we go. It's even easier for you to do through actions. So if you ignore us, that is a huge criticism. If you serve us last in a queue at the bar, that is a criticism to us. Even though we might have been last in the queue, that doesn't matter to us. We think we should be served first because of our huge sense of entitlement. So there's lots of little gestures and actions that people would regard as completely innocuous. But to us, they are criticisms. And that wounds us because it reminds us of the sense of being weak and unimportant and helpless and takes us back to a place many years ago that we would that we try to bury and forget about and that that leads me to my next question for you i i think most most people who are listening to this are saying like the the, the big question is why why they understand that they can understand wrap their head around the fuel part and and the gaining fuel mm -hmm. from the emotional upset uh the triggering that that a narcissist does to an empath but i think the biggest question is why do you do what you do it, it and and we had gone about over this before about is a narcissist just born a narcissist or is one created and if you can let our listeners know what your what you've what you've discovered through your treatment and through your journey mm -hmm. about how a narcissist becomes a narcissist how a person becomes a narcissist i have identified if you will several schools of thought in that regard um some of it has arisen from the interesting comments that are post being posted on the blog whereby there are those who say that it is a genetic uh, predisposition um and it's genetics that causes us to be the way that we are. I found that view to be in the minority. There are then other views which have been expressed that suggest that the genetics create a susceptibility to becoming a narcissist, but it doesn't necessarily follow that that will happen. So if you like, it's almost like a latent thing within a particular individual, which may be activated or is not activated. And then the majority view that I've come across, and this is certainly applicable to my own experience, is that it is environmental factors, namely the way that one has been parented and the way that one childhood, one's childhood developed. And essentially, I know from what happened to me when I was a child, much of which I tend not to want to think about and gets pulled out of me by the good doctors, and I find it difficult to talk about, but essentially, because of events that um, I suffered as a child in the way that I was treated, particularly by my mother, my narcissism arose as a self-defense mechanism to help me cope with feeling powerless when I was, in effect, if you will, little HG. And I was expected to be a particularly high attainer, and I was. Academically, I was often at the top of the class. I excelled at sport, but I was never good enough. And the discipline that I faced 
and the isolation and admonishment and the repeated uh, put-downs and the lack of love that I was shown, I was, I'd never, I can never recall being hugged by my mother. I never heard her say, I love you to me. And my father, people say that he was a good man. He's, he's dead now. But people, um, he, I've understood, was effectively in the thrall of my mother and was both strong in that he stayed there, but weak because he never did anything about it. With regard to me, right. he seemed to spend most of his time protecting my um, half-brother and my brother and my sister. And he essentially said to me that he felt that I was perfectly capable of looking after myself. As a child. So in a sense, as a, as a he, little he, boy. Right. As a little boy. So in a sense, he abandoned me and left me at the um, mercy of my narcissistic mother. Now, what I saw was the way that she behaved, and also there are other narcissists in my family, two of my uncles are narcissists as well, and I saw the way that people kowtowed to them. I saw the way that my father scurried around after my mother. I saw the way that people in the community were both respectful and fearful of the Tudor family, and I witnessed power. And I realised that in order to stop feeling lost and in order to gain the approval that I'd always sought, that the most effective thing to do would be to seize that power. And I essentially had one of the best teachers in my mother. And so I copied what she did and I saw the way that she treated people. I began to understand, not fully because I was at this stage a teenager, but not fully, but I knew that she manipulated people and I watched and I've written about some of this in the blog and I'll be going into much more detail about it in certain works that are in progress called Matronarch and Little Boy Lost, which will tell everybody about the full extent of what I endured as a child. And it is interesting because if you had asked me about this the last time, I wouldn't have wanted to talk to you about it. And I think that now I anticipated that it would come up as a subject and I ensured that before we started this discussion, I was particularly well fueled so that dealing with talking about this subject, because it makes me feel uncomfortable, it makes me feel restless and reminds me of the person that I no longer associate myself with. I created a different HG, one who is powerful, one that is invulnerable, one that is superior. And I understand from my work with the good doctors that that was my self-defense mechanism. Of course. And right. they have now been looking at ways to try and cause me to slowly relinquish that mindset. And of course, the we have a something of an impasse because I am an effective machine. I'm very, very good at what I do. I'm surrounded by people. I'm charming and magnetic. And I find it very easy to engage with people because I have to in order to get the fuel. And that's what protects me. And therefore, I say to myself, why should I stop doing something that protects me and is effective? Why should I stop? 
I'm going to stop that there because, wow, did you see what just happened? <laughs> that was that was actually such a powerful moment for HG to be a bit vulnerable. But do you see how he's he doesn't want to give up his narcissism because it's the one thing that makes him feel in control? And it all stems back from when he was a little boy and a baby. And isn't it just amazing what we as human beings do to other human beings, especially parents, especially a, a mom, a mother? Um, and then his father abandoned him. And so we wonder how narcissists are created. They're created from trauma and they shut something off in their mind and soul and then wreak havoc upon other people. And to stay in control, they have to continue that game. Um, again, that was from one of my previous episodes there was a three-part series with Master Narcissist H.G. Tudor. I'll make sure that I have links to all of the series. So if you're someone who has been uh, the victim of a narcissist, uh, you, you might want to listen to them. Remember that you might be triggered. Please, 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 when you're listening to them, remember that you might be triggered if you have a really abusive narcissistic uh, relationship or someone in the past. But it is all meant to heal. And I have had, of, of all my shows that I've done in five years, that's the show that gets the most response, that I get the most emails on and comments on YouTube. And it's the one that's shared the most, that, that three-part series with HG Tutor. So that, that's telling you a lot. That's, that's telling you there's um, a lot of people that are really suffering and, and hurting right now. So oh, let's pick it up a little bit. Let's pick up the energy a little bit uh, if we can. It's been five years. Uh, we started in 2016 and it was really out of necessity. I found that working at the radio station and doing interviews on, on the radio station, I was under the guise of having to raise money. So it was always like, I get to interview great people, but I, I, there was a pitch and we had to raise money. That was the goal is to raise as much money as we could for this nonprofit radio station. So I, I said to myself, I was like, wait a second. I love interviewing people. Uh, I'm, a, I'm good at it. Okay. And so I thought, why don't I have my own radio show? Why don't I have my own program where I can talk about anything? No topic is taboo. And I can talk for as long as I want and have it be my creative outlet. In other words, do the shows that I want to do. And there's no end uh, goal of having to raise money. I can actually just talk to people. So that's why I created Out of the Box with Christine. Some people ask me, what does the name mean? Um, if you do a search on Apple Podcasts, if you're looking to subscribe to the show, if you're a podcast freak and you like to listen to podcasts, you can find me. But if you do a search for Out of the Box, 
there's hundreds of shows called out of the box, out of the, out of the box music, out of the box thinking, out of the box with Ted. So you need, to, you have to search for out of the box with Christine and that's a CH. You have to search out of the box with Christine. And I could have picked a better podcast name title that was more really unique, but I'll tell you the story behind the the title of the show and the name of the show. When I was little, there was a book, and I don't even know. I have to find that the name of it, actually. Um, there was a book for children, and there it is. Ah, I see the cover. It's called, here, let me see if I can get this up. It's called... Christina Katerina and the Box. Now, it's by Patricia Lee Gouch. Is that the name? I got this. I got this book when I was really, really young. I'm just even trying to see the the year. This is a, a book that had a huge impact on me because Christina and the Box. Christina Katerina and the Box. Christina was this really little girl who's very quite precocious, didn't dress really well, <laughs> odd. She had a very, uh, her style was very much her, her I mean, very, um, oh my goodness, just a kid who didn't care. Oh. And what she did is uh, she would make a, she would make something grand and beautiful out of just a box. So one day her parents got a new uh, washer and dryer, right? And so there was two big empty boxes and she decided to take those two empty boxes and make a, you know, a race car out of it. Cut out the, the windows, shared it with her brother. Um, her brother destroyed it somehow. And so then she decided, okay, well, I'll take that box and make it into a tea party. She, in other words, she does, she, she made like a rocket ship out of a box. The analogy <laughs> for those of you who want to know is that this little girl as quirky as she was would take something that most people would throw out. Most people would say is not worth anything. And she would use her imagination and she would make a castle out of it. She would create something that she could enjoy and, and spend time with, but something that was, she would transform that box, that empty cardboard box, she would transform that into something really amazing and magical. And so that book has stayed with me since I was really little. And when it came to the naming the show, I went with Out of the Box with Christine. There you go. That's the origination story of the show. I'll put a link. <laughs> I'll put an Amazon link to that book because if you have a young uh, person, a, a child, uh, and you really want to get them a great book, it's so awesome because it's basically telling kids, don't you don't need to go buy the most expensive iPhone right? You don't need to spend a lot of money on the latest tennis shoe. 
to be cool and to have a beautiful expressive life. You could take something that people will throw out and make something amazing out of it. And that's my, that's been my philosophy of life. Whatever's thrown at you, whatever's thrown at you in life, you can either say, woe is me. This sucks. How horrible is this? This happened to me. Or you can flip it, right? Flip the script and make it something really amazing and beautiful. And it's all on how you look at it. I was a child of divorce at two. And I remember a teacher coming up to me when I was in kindergarten. Uh, so I was five, six, I don't know. And she said, oh, I feel so bad for you. I'm so sorry that you're a child of divorce. And I'm being at, me being at five, six years old, I looked at her and I said, oh no. I said, it's awesome because my parents, I, I, my parents aren't fighting anymore. And I don't have to have that. I have two houses now. I have two bedrooms and I have two houses. And so I can spend Christmas at one and then Christmas, you know, Christmas Eve at one and Christmas day at another. And I really like it because I get to live in these different places and I have my things in different places, but I, I like it. I'm happy. And the teacher looked at me like, <laughs> like <laughs> but that's the idea, right? You can look at, you can look at a, a divorce as this is horrible. Why did this happen to me? Or you can say, you know what? This is making room for something so much better. You can look at losing a job as, oh my God, what am I going to do? I feel so, uh, I feel thrown away. I feel that people don't want me. I feel useless. Or you can say, this is awesome because it's opening me up and it's, it's pushing me to a different place where I can really thrive. And now I can do what I, my soul, my passion is. So in a long, make long story short, that's the origination of the show Out of the Box with Christine. If you have never heard the show before and you want to uh, subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can do that. Just do a search, though, for Out of the Box with Christine, and you'll find, uh, you'll find us on all the major platforms, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, you name it. Whatever, wherever you get your podcasting shows at, you can get it uh, Out of the Box with Christine there. And of course, my favorite platform is YouTube because with, with the audio podcast, you can't see me, you can't see my guests, you can't see our eyes, you can't really, you can feel us if you listen to us, but you can't really uh, see us. So the YouTube video link, I'm gonna include that as well in the show notes, but I really encourage you to subscribe to the YouTube channel because every single time I post a new show, uh, you'll be notified that it's there and YouTube videos are very easy to share. Um, I found that out. It's, it's quite easy to share. That's why the popularity of uh, Interview with a Master Narcissist has gone so well. But I'll put all those links to there. And if you want more information about the podcast, if you've never heard of us, if you've never heard of Out of the Box with Christine, you want to know more, you can go to outofthebox.com, outofthebox.com. 
and you'll find links to all of the subscribing platforms for the show. You'll also see most the most recent episodes. And also, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can contact me there. But outoftheboxwithchristine.com is the place to go and find out all the information on, on the podcast. So what's happened in five years? There's been so many people that I've talked to, so many amazing, wonderful people that I've talked to. And the show started in 2016, where we've, in just that five years, technology has jumped, leaped, and expanded so much that I'm able to do so much more with the show. The early days, again, the videos that are on YouTube, the early days, the sound quality was, okay, uh, the videos were non-existent. They were mostly like slideshow presentations uh, created into video. But now with the amazing technology with Zoom, I'm able to talk to people anywhere around the world. I'm ed able to also edit that video so that people can see uh, my guests and also click on the links um, of their website or their books or their projects that they're working on. So I'm super excited about technology. It's getting better all the time. I'm going to be investing some money in a bit more equipment uh, to, to get me a little bit more mobile and to get me out there and do more live videos. This is my very first live podcast recording. I've been doing this show for five years. Five. Five. I've been doing the show for five years and I am such a producer and a bit of a control freak that I like to record the show and edit it out, take out all the ums and the uhs and the pauses and the mistakes or whatever, and put up a really super clean, beautiful show to listen to and to watch. And so this is the very first live podcast show that I'm doing. And so um, this is a new thing for me, but I want to do, be doing more live shows, so I'm going to be getting the equipment ready for that. So that's what's coming up in 2021. And to give you just going back a little bit, some of the people that I've I've had on the show and some of the topics that I've covered, it's just been so amazing in five years. Since 2016, we've had Roseanne Barr on, who controversial as she may be, I actually really, I have a soft spot for Roseanne Barr. She came on the show and talked about the election. This was right when Trump was elected president of the United States. And she came on the show and uh, talked about, and she was actually, she's, she's, she's a supporter of, of Donald Trump. And so she talked to uh, about that. And I love Roseanne because she's just, she's got, I don't know, five or six planets in Scorpio. So she's just kind of, um, this amazing uh, person who there's sometimes will say things that are a little bit conflicting, but she's always very entertaining to listen to. And um, I actually produced her radio show in Los Angeles many moons ago. I produced uh, the Roseanne Barr show on KPFK in Los Angeles, and I really loved working with her. So that show uh, aired in, well, when uh, 2016, when Trump became president, was that one of us? Um, that's one of my most popular shows. People like to still watch it. I also interviewed Kelly Carlin, who is uh, George Carlin's daughter 
And she's an amazing woman who's really helping a lot of people going more into personal development right now. And she's got a really solid spiritual um, base she comes from. She's brilliant. Kelly Carlin is really, really brilliant. I'll include the link to that episode as well. Uh, the Roseanne Barr episode will be uh, linked in the show notes as well as Kelly Carlin. I've interviewed Dr. Judith Orloff, who is the expert and best-selling author on uh, empaths and being an empath. She is a beautiful soul. Uh, I loved having her on the show. I'll put a link to that as well. Victoria Valentino is one of my favorite guests to have on uh, Out of the Box with Christine. She is such a brave and courageous woman. Victoria Valentino was a former Playboy playmate um, back in the day, long, long, long time ago. And she's also a Cosby survivor, Bill Cosby survivor. She was absolutely critical in uh, all of the legal, uh, the run-up in the legal to the court cases against Bill Cosby. Um, her story is is difficult to listen to because it's so tragic, and, but it it shows her strength and her courage that she shares it with the world about Bill Cosby and exactly who this man is and how many lives he's devastated. Um, extremely important show that I'm very, very proud got to air on Out of the Box with Christine Victoria Valentino. I'll have that link as well. Um, I've interviewed David Icke as well, talking about 9-11. Magical 9-11. Changed everything. Uh, David was absolutely wonderful, and that show also is one of my most popular shows. Uh, interviewed Marianne Williamson, um, amazing best-selling author, and she also ran for president of the United States. Um, her show is absolutely fabulous as well. Love talking to Marianne Williamson. Um, Daniel Pinchbeck, a great author in his own right. Guru Jas of White Sun. Oh, I loved interview. I always love speaking with Guru Jas of White Sun. White Sun is a uh, Grammy award-winning band. Uh, in the new age category, but they do yogic mantras. And these yogic mantras are so powerful to listen to. If you're ever in a weird space or a negative space and you need to pick up your vibration, you need to really amp that up and bring in um, very powerful music. Look up White Sun. Put it, get it on YouTube if you can. Uh, go to the White Sun website and download their music. It's absolutely breathtaking. And my interview with uh, Guru Joss was wonderful. Uh, I also interviewed a, a beautiful married couple, Meredith Baxter and Nancy Locke. And Meredith Baxter, you might remember her. She played the mom on Family Ties. And their love story and talking about um, coming out for a celebrity for someone who's very well known, Meredith Baxter, what that uh, coming out process was and how it was a little scary, but their story, their love story is absolutely beautiful. That's on the show as well. Uh, everybody else, Jimmy Dore, Laura Flanders, and of course, Christopher Macklin, who uh, I just loved Christopher. We had such a great conversation and I feel like we're family members. I don't know 
some type of cosmic family members. Um, I really, really enjoyed speaking with him and I'll have him back on. He really has the lowdown on what's going on energy wise on the planet, what's coming in, uh, what we're up against, I guess, but how beautiful we all are and the light that is uh, within us and how we can expand that. So yes, Out of the Box with Christine is the podcast for conscious folk and um and I mean conscious meaning everything from relationships to health to wealth, uh, love, how we put ourselves out there in the world, how we help others. That's been my goal uh, for the last five years is to bring you the best in transformational wellness and personal development. And I am so very honored that I got the opportunity to do that. And just thank you so very much again, everyone for your support. I know some of you will be watching this video after it's aired live because of the time difference, but uh, I just want to say thank you for your support. And thank you so very much for just your beautiful feedback. And I want to especially thank my wife, Tracy Blasdale, who has supported me through so much. Oh my goodness. With the, with the podcast show, she's the love of my life, but she's supported me through the show. She's supported me through ups and downs when we were separated uh, due to international <laughs> uh, miles, 7,000 miles away. Um, when I had broken my leg, when I had a major um, issue with my leg and, and an infection and just through all of life's ups and downs, I'm so happy to be your wife, Tracy Blasdale. I love you madly and I dedicate all my shows to you, all my, um, all my current and future shows to you, my love. I love you so much. And again, if you want to um, find out more, folks, if you want to find out more about the podcast, you can go to outoftheboxwithchristine.com. And if you're interested in becoming a podcaster yourself or actually doing more videos and becoming more comfortable on camera, you can do a coaching session with me if you like. I'm available. I have the Boss AF Bootcamp. For more information on that, we meet twice a month. And every single session, we learn something new and share uh, resources. It's bossafbootcamp.com if you want to join us there. And if you want more information about me, about the show, about what I'm doing, about coaching, if you want to work with me, go to christineblasdale.com, christineblasdale.com. I'll make sure that I have that link uh, put in the show notes as well. So you can uh, reach out to me and say, Hey, I'd love to do what you're doing. I'd love to collaborate. I'm putting it out there that we can uh, work together in many different ways. And until next time, I want to say thank you so very much again for joining me and celebrating five years of out of the box with Christine until next time, as I always say at the end of my shows, don't forget to think outside of that damn box. Bye for now.